page 581. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Come and see what God has done. His awesome deeds for mankind. He turned the sea into dry land. He passed through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you. Vows my lips promised and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. I will sacrifice fat animals to you and an offering of rams. I will offer bulls and goats. Come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. Thanks indeed be to God. Uh, and thank you, Pippa, for that uh, uh, <laughs> um, billing. Uh, this is indeed a great psalm. Let's uh, pray um, just before I uh, um, take us through it. Uh, just once more, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this uh, great psalm. Thank you for um, this evening, uh, this gathering tonight uh, here in Emmanuel. And I pray, Lord, that you would speak uh, through me uh, from your word to us all and uh, help her to make up for uh, all the shortcomings uh, in, uh, in, in uh, of human uh, preparation and, and for all the... Uh, um, heat and uh, of the evening, uh, Lord, and I pray that you would uh, that, that you would really speak to our hearts and give us something um, refreshing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, when the kids were little, um, I used to uh, sometimes we used to put music on at home, and uh, and I would just ask the very simple question: Is this happy music or is it sad music? And um, obviously, this is a very happy song. Um, there are, you can always ask that question about the Psalms as well. This is a very happy Psalm. Shout for joy, um, it starts. Um, and so we're, in, we're very much in, a, in, a, in an upbeat register this evening. Um, and yet also it's a Psalm with a, 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 a vivid memory uh, of some recent trouble. Uh, and that trouble gives us uh, very much part of the message of the Psalm. Um, so I'm just going to take us through, uh, please absolutely do keep your Bibles open um, where Sarah was reading from because uh, I, I am going to be referring to the text 
um, uh, maybe a couple, with, a, with a couple of other verses. Certainly not going to say everything that there is in this psalm. There's very rich texture here, very rich detail. Um, but I hope I'll give you a few hooks uh, and a few thoughts that will really help you um, uh, think it through and, may, and maybe uh, uh, think through what the, uh, the other bits uh, are all about as well. Um, and so he says, Shout uh, for joy to God, um, all the earth uh, to begin. Um, obviously something great has happened. Uh, great and awesome are your deeds. Uh, there's been a great display of God's power uh, and, it's, uh, and it's put his enemies, um, it's completely uh, defeated his enemies. Well, we'll come back um, to what that was. But it was obviously an occasion of great joy uh, and great exuberance. Um, and so he says, shout for joy. And now, um, I, you know, I, I hope we've been uh, uh, singing those songs this evening. They've been songs that we can sing loud, aren't they? Uh, some songs, maybe, if we were in a different register, if this was sad music, maybe that wouldn't be the time. But this is a time for shouting for joy, for exuberant music. Um, but not just uh, for um, uh, exuberance, but actually he says, say to God. And so there is something... Uh, in, our, in, our, in, his, um, in the psalm here and, and in the songs we've been singing um, uh, quite appropriately that's been quite well thought through some words that say what's going on say why we are giving uh, thanks to God uh, and say, um, you know, say it in, in, in quite clear terms without exaggerating um, uh, and without being uh, stupidly exuberant um, that this is really thought through praise um, and, uh, and so that's, uh, that's the way um, that um, uh, you know, he says make his praise glorious um, and that's, that is how to make uh, God's praise glorious so it's exuberant, uh, it's thought through uh, and it's joyful so what's it all about? well if we, <clears throat> if we go to verse uh, 5 you'll see that wonderful phrase come and see what God has done. And Christianity is all about coming and seeing what God has done. Now there are some other uh, ways that people approach the deep questions of life, aren't there? Some people um, are kind of into philosophy and for them you'd have to say come and speculate about what God might be like. Well that's not what the psalmist says here. He says come and see what God has done. Some people do uh, ethics. They say, well, look, come and think about how we can all behave toward each other. And God isn't even in the picture at all, um, even though there's very deep thought. Um, some people just come to church, and, um, and, and when they talk afterwards, what you realize that, that, they're, that they're doing is they're coming and seeing what the people here are doing. Well, that's not what we say as Christians. We say, I, I hope you do see what we're doing here. I hope you like being with us and uh, I hope that's a, a positive experience. But actually we are saying, come and see what God has done. Uh, it isn't in the end about us, it's about God himself. And some people think uh, religion is uh, a bunch of rules. And for them, um, it's come and listen to what God won't let you do. Um, well, that's not what the psalm is saying here, is it? He's saying, come and see what God has done. So, uh, and that is what uh, Christianity is about. That's where uh, the Bible 
uh, always starts right at the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Come and see what God has done. It's all around us. But here um, in the psalm, um, the, uh, the psalmist says in, in verse 6 that um, he delivered the people of Israel. Um, he says, um, he turned the sea into dry land. And so this is uh, about when the people of Israel left Egypt and uh, they were trapped between the Egyptian army, um, with no weapons themselves, by the way, and the Red Sea. And who, how did they get out of that? Well, God made a passage through the sea, turned it into dry land on which the uh, Israelites were able to, to cross. It was an amazing work of God. There was no uh, work of man in it. And uh, it was by God's power that his people were delivered and his enemies were crushed. Um, and this uh, deliverance is celebrated again and again. Um, pick a psalm at random, and the odds are pretty good that you'll see a reference to God dividing the ref Red Sea. But um, it's uh, thought very probable that in this case the psalmist had a different deliverance in mind. Um, some people think that there is no author. It, uh, there's, often you see a psalm of David or somebody else. Some people think this psalm was written by Hezekiah um, after God had delivered Jerusalem from the army of Assyria. Um, let's um, slowly, in my case, find Isaiah chapter 36 uh, and just have a very brief look there at um, uh, at the situation um, that, uh, that the people of God faced at that time. It says, in the 14th year of Hezekiah's reign, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. And then the king of Assyria sent his field commander with a large army from Lachish to King Hezekiah in Jerusalem. Well, um, so you have, I, I, I will have to summarize because the, the story goes on in detail for another two chapters. Um, and so what happens is that uh, every uh, fortified city uh, in Judah has been captured, uh, finishing uh, with Lachish. Um, so far the violence has been terrible. Uh, if you want to know how terrible, you can get a... a, a, a fairly shocking insight into it by the Assyrians made a picture of this scene of the siege of Lachish and it's now in the British Museum. Um, Rachel was, uh, was there on, uh, on Tuesday and, and had a look at this uh, and it's, it's, to this day it's, a, it's, a, it's a, in, an impressive uh, and scary picture. And so um, uh, the people in Jerusalem knew that this was the uh, situation uh, only a few miles away and um, and so there's the Assyrian army with hundreds of thousands of men. There's this army commander uh, who gets uh, sent and he pours scorn on the defenses of Jerusalem. Um, and then the king, Sennacherib, sends a message and he pours scorn on the Lord, um, the, the, the God um, uh, of uh, the Hebrews, on our, our God. Um, but the Lord delivered them. The Lord delivered them miraculously. Uh, overnight, 185,000 of those Assyrian soldiers died uh, in, their, in their beds. 
and the king had to return to Nineveh, uh, where soon afterwards he was assassinated by his own sons. And so this was a complete deliverance for God's people. And, um, um, and, and in the same, uh, as in the case of the Red Sea, it was only by God's power. There, was, um, there were no commando raids uh, from Jerusalem into the Assyrian army. Um, 185,000 died overnight, uh, and so the people were delivered and the, and the enemies were crushed. Well, as Christians, when we say, come and see uh, what God has done, um, uh, what we want you to see is what God did through Jesus Christ. Um, that hadn't happened at the time this psalm uh, was written. Um, let me just uh, quickly go back to um, the psalm so that I'm ready there when I need to go back. Yeah, so um, we want to, what we want to see uh, as Christians is what God did through Jesus Christ, most of all through his death on the cross and his resurrection three days later. Um, we are helpless, uh, as the Israelites were um, uh, before the Red Sea and, and, and as the uh, uh, citizens of Jerusalem were uh, on that occasion with the Assyrians. We are helpless uh, to deal with our sin, uh, but on the cross, uh, Jesus Christ dealt with our sin for us. We are helpless in the face of death, but by the resurrection, Jesus Christ uh, defeats death for us. And so again, God delivers his people, um, and again, uh, he crushed his enemies. Uh, yes, those enemies, sin and death, are there for now, but they have been um, served notice, um, and for us as Christians who have been delivered, uh, they don't have that power over us um, uh, that they did. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a psalm of exuberant joy. But now look, uh, in the next few verses, um, uh, it, the psalm takes uh, a, a different turn. Um, and uh, yeah, in verses 8 to 12, uh, we, we have this dark period um, that uh, is a vivid uh, and uh, a recent memory. He says, uh, he talks about, uh, he uses vivid vocabulary. He says, our feet nearly slipped. Uh, we were in prison. Uh, people were trampling on us. Um, and he says, you did this. You brought us to prison. So it was God who did it. So that same God who had uh, delivered them from a, a, a hopeless situation, uh, was now um, uh, giving them uh, giving them giving them stress. So what's going on here? Well, the the, the key verse is verse ten. It says, "You tested us, and you refined us like silver." So there is there is, um, there is a test uh, going on, but at the end in verse twelve it says, "You brought us to a place." of abundance. And so it did, in fact, uh, end well. Um, little story. Uh, when I was uh, uh, a kid and my, and my parents were um, uh, still really in the process of setting up uh, house and home and as we grew and um, 
uh, you know, and as, as the needs around the house changed, um, my dad used to uh, make things out of wood. He would make shelves, uh, he would make cupboards, he would even make go-karts. And um, every time he joined two pieces of wood together, and I, I was very impressed with this when I started to try and uh, do some woodwork myself. Every time he would put two pieces of wood together, whether it was with a nail or with a screw, or whether he'd made a nice uh, mortise and tenon joint and uh, put it together with some glue, every time, you know what the next thing he would do is? He would bend the thing. He would try to break what he'd just made. And um, he'd subject it to uh, stress. And, um, and once when he finished um, a set of uh, wall cupboards, um, in our kitchen above the work surfaces. He, he got up and uh, lay down in those cupboards um, and uh, sort of said ta-da to my mum, uh, who was very impressed. So he put stress on the things that he just made. And um, oh, so why did he do that? Well, he obviously didn't want to break them. What he wanted to know um, was, you know, he, he had a... <laughs> He was making them for a reason. He had things to do with those uh, cupboards and shelves and, and, and go-karts too. Uh, and he wanted them to be safe. He wanted them to be fit to use. He wanted my mum to be happy about them. Um, he wanted us all to be happy. Um, and so it is, I think. I think that's a really helpful illustration of God's uh, testing us. When he delivers us, he has a purpose too. Um, he parted the Red Sea um, so that the Israelites could reach the promised land. He, yeah, the word promise is in there, isn't it? He promised it to Abraham before, and now he was on the road to delivering that. That's why he parted the Red Sea. There was a purpose there. Um, Jesus went to the cross so that we could be forgiven and we could uh, finally be safe in heaven. Or, as the psalmist uh, puts it here, so we could reach um, that place of abundance. Um, and, and so when God tests us, it isn't to break us. Um, it's to make sure that we're ready uh, for that purpose. And um, maybe I could uh, say a little bit more about refining. I, I'll just leave it at this, that um, you know, what refining does is, it, it, like silver here, is it, it keeps the best, doesn't it? It keeps the real silver, and it helps us to get rid of the dross and to get rid of the sins and the distractions. And so there is a, absolutely, this is part of God's purpose for us. So it wasn't very nice at the time. Uh, the psalmist uses this graphic language about prison and burdens and, uh, and people riding on their heads and, and fire and water. Um, uh, but um, it, was, uh, it, it, it was there for a purpose. Um, when uh, we are tested, um, sometimes uh, those tests can be at an individual level, can't they? They can be, um, uh, you know, uh, we, we maybe we, we're, we feel we're, we're getting old and we're, we're losing uh, our strength and our health. Um, or maybe um, uh, we're uh, in, in mourning. Or maybe um, somebody's let us down or people are actively trying to harm us. These things are, uh, are, are horrible to experience, but they are individual tests that, that, that we um, 
they're very much common to human experience, but we go through them individually. It seems that this thing that the psalmist um, uh, was, is, is writing was a, was, a, was a collective experience. He talks about we, you tested us, we went to prison, and it doesn't sound like just him and his mates. It sounds like the whole uh, community was involved in this. And it, you know, um, it reminds me of the, uh, of the COVID pandemic. It's an experience that we've all been through. It's recent, uh, it's vivid. Um, and doesn't that um, test us? Well, I mean, my own journey through that, um, you know, it starts with asking, are God's purposes really good? Um, and um, yeah, because it, it was a horrible experience. And I had to remember that um, all things, in all things, as Paul writes, even in horrible things, God is working for the good uh, of those who love him. And why? Because they have been called according to his purpose. Um, uh, I had to uh, um, yeah, remember that that was his purpose, to bring me to that place of abundance, to bring me to heaven, um, as he continues in that text from Romans 8, to bring us to glory. Um, it tested my belief in the resurrection. It, here, here I am for the really the first time in my life with an imminent threat to me and people around me of, of uh, an untimely death. Um, and that was a, a vivid, strong feeling for quite a while. And didn't that test us all? Um, it tested my commitment to helping the people I was responsible for because actually I look at you know, helping my kids, uh, helping uh, my wife, helping my non-Christian friends, um, helping my uh, parents and wider family, um, my brothers and sisters here in church, um, to, 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 to give you know, all the kinds of help that were needed. I needed to get out there. I needed to expose myself to some risk. So it tested that commitment, and that commitment is a call from God, um, and so it tested um, uh, you know, it, it tested me in that way as well. And all of us went through that journey, didn't we? Maybe in different ways, maybe at different speeds, maybe in different sequence. We went through that journey and much more besides. And it's a common experience of how God has tested us and um, perhaps refined us um, through, through that common experience. We can easily see how these experiences do um, uh, test our faith. Um, and uh, so uh, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe uh, you know, I think we'd all agree that the worst is over. I'm not sure whether or not we would talk about reaching that place of abundance because there are other trials in life, aren't there? And they come uh, to us. And, may, and, and in this world, we will always have trouble. Um, uh, and yet, um, you know, we should, we, it, it's absolutely right to, to celebrate that God brings us through one uh, trouble, uh, even when there is another. And we know that that final place of abundance, that final rest, even if we get it no sooner, uh, is in heaven where we are uh, secure. So um, here we are uh, with, um, uh, it, it has been a, a dark chapter 
uh, for God's people uh, at this place in the psalm. Um, they'd seen what God had done, um, and so from that, they knew that God had a good purpose for them, but then they were tested, and they were refined, and then they were brought to this place of abundance. And so what does the psalmist do next? Well, um, he responds with worship. And if we look in verses 13 to 20, we can see that that worship had two forms. The first thing was to say thank you to God. Verse 13, he says, um, I'll come to your temple. Uh, and he talks about burnt offerings and vows and sacrifices, doesn't he? Well, um, I really want to be clear that he was saying thank you here. And let me give an, another illustration. Sometimes when we go out, when somebody takes us out for a meal, um, very nice, or a, uh, maybe a coffee or a, or a beer or something like this, um, there's a time to, just to say thank you, and there's a time to offer to pay, isn't there? Um, and as we kind of, you know, navigate different social situations, we, we, we work out when we should say thank you and when we should offer to pay different from one situation to another. Well, um, with God, it is never the thing to do to offer to pay. Never the thing to do. This man's vows and his sacrifices worth to say thank you. They weren't an offer to pay. And um, uh, I want to be really, really clear about that because so often we think of, of especially vows actually, as something, you know, God, if you deliver me, I'll, I'll do this. Um, well, maybe it was, but it was a vow of thank you. It wasn't a vow of uh, paying off a debt. We, we can't do that. Um, now, how do we... Uh, um, uh, make that uh, thank you today. Well, we, um, it's not with the sacrifices of bulls and, uh, and, and goats that he's talking about here, but it's, with, it's a sacrifice of um, a life that's dedicated to God. When Paul says in, again, um, letter to the Romans, um, you know, at the beginning of chapter 12, to uh, offer ourselves as living sacrifices. We're alive, but we dedicate ourselves to God. And it's in thanks, and that's our um, logical worship. It follows on. It's, uh, it's, uh, it follows on as thank you follows a gift. Um, and, uh, and I would urge you, brothers and sisters, to really to think about that, whether your service is thank you or whether your service is paying off a debt. So important. Uh, if it's thank you, keep reminding yourself uh, of, the, of the things God has done um, uh, that, that we can give thanks for. If it's paying off a debt, do you know what I would suggest? I'd actually say stop, stop it. S stop that service. Take a pause. Get somebody else to fill in if that's necessary. And, and go back and see what God has done. Think about it. Think about why it, it's um, what Jesus has done for us is amazing. And then come back and serve with thanks. Um, so that's the first thing he does. The second thing is that he, um, he's going to encourage his brothers and sisters to praise God too. Um, verse 16, he says, uh, Come and hear all you who fear God. Um, let me tell you 
what he's done for me. Um, and he tells, he tells him in a little bit of detail, actually. He, say, he, he says, well, I cried out to him um, uh, with my mouth in prayer um, when he was in trouble. Uh, now, um, maybe, uh, you know, he's, he's saying now you should uh, cry out in, uh, um, uh, shout for joy in your praise. Maybe his prayer was just as loud as his, uh, his praise. Um, uh, he, was in, he was in real trouble, and he cried out in his prayer. Um, on the other hand, uh, maybe, um, you know, he was thought through in his praise. Maybe he was also thought through uh, in his prayer. It's actually quite interesting to read Hezekiah's prayer um, uh, in, uh, uh, in, in, in Isaiah, a bit later on from where I just read. And he was very thought through in his prayer. He cried out. It was also very thought through. And uh, there's certainly no competition between being uh, crying out in prayer and being thought through. Sometimes you can't put your thoughts into words. And um, praise God, he even helps us then. And um, again, back into the eighth chapter of Romans. You know, do you remember where Paul talks about Sometimes we, we can't put our thoughts into words and it's the Holy Spirit who helps us with groans, not even cries. Some, some of us were numb, weren't we? Um, during the pandemic, and we <clears throat> it was very hard to have much of an emotional register at all, but to know then that God helps us um, with, with groans um, that words can't express. But anyway, he prayed... And he told his brothers and sisters that that's what he'd done um, when God had answered his prayers and shown um, uh, his love. Oh, another thing I'll say about his prayer is that it, was, uh, it, was, it wasn't a selfish and sinful prayer. You know, he says, if, look, if it had been a selfish and sinful prayer, if I'd been cherishing sin in my heart, he's not saying he was perfect. There's a difference between trying to fight something off and cherishing it, isn't there? There's a difference between occasionally showing uh, weakness in the face of temptation and actually wanting to do something that, uh, that would be displeasing to God. No, no, he hadn't been cherishing sin in his heart. He'd been praying um, selflessly uh, to God. And you know this was something that was affecting the whole community. He'd been praying for the whole community, maybe not even just for himself. Um, and so uh, that was his prayer, and he's so thankful um, because God uh, answered it. Um, and so I hope uh, when, um, you know, when God delivers us uh, that we would want to worship him, that we would want to give thanks. Maybe we would like to express that thanks in a, one of those Sunday evenings here of how God has helped me. Um, uh, maybe some other way. Um, so... Uh, to uh, summarize very, uh, very briefly, um, let's um, praise God. Uh, I think we have one more. What's the next one, Pippa? Song? Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Great um, centuries-old hymn, isn't it, of, of, of joyful praise. Um, so uh, we're, we're carrying on in that vein of, of praising God with a joyful song uh, and well-thought-through words. Um, uh, and um, let's remember, let's come and see what God has done 
and remember that. Remember what he's done in Jesus Christ. Come and see for the first time, if you haven't done that already, um, think about it again. Um, not just at the communion. Wonderful time to think and remember and come and see what God has done, isn't it? But not just then, but uh, all times. Um, come and see what God has done. Uh, remember that he did that for a purpose. Not just to leave us in the lurch, but to take us to that place of abundance. And um, uh, if we are uh, in the middle of difficult things, um, uh, remember that those are there to test us and refine us. Uh, they're not there to break us. And let's pray for our brothers and sisters uh, in the same vein as well. Um, uh, let's devote our lives to God uh, as a sign of our thanks. And let's let other people know uh, how good God has been to us. Amen.